Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. Recently, in our culture, we are experiencing some tough times. There's mass school shootings of elementary school children. There's road rage, assaults, there's robberies, there's theft, and there are all kind of things going on. I believe that we are experiencing the result of fatherlessness and the breakdown of the family structure over the last generation. Today and for the next few days, I'm going to be sharing messages about fathers and the influences that the fathers can have in the life of their children that changes our culture. If you are a man, I want you to listen to this message today. And if you're a woman, I want you to call the man in your life and tell him to listen to this message as we walk in the light of God's word. There's quite a bit that are said in the scriptures about fathers and mothers, for that matter, or parenting. One of the scriptures that are key in the New Testament is repeating this concept from the Old Testament is in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. And it says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you, and that you may enjoy a long life on the earth. One of the things that we all have in common is that we had no influence on who our father was or is or our mother for that matter and we are all somebody's children and God has so much um, uh, emphasis on parenting and fathers that he's talking to the children and say you need to honor them you might not like them but you need to honor them and because uh, when you become a parent you're going to want your kids to honor you unless maybe you're different I don't care what they do but we want them to honor us. And then he tells fathers in verse 4, do not exasperate your children. Do not provoke them. Don't, don't, don't be out of control. Don't, don't, don't abuse your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instructions of the Lord. So God is interested in uh, children who know him, and he puts that uh, responsibility on the parents, and the parent that he put in charge of that is the father. I heard yes, yes. I ain't hear nobody say yeah. <laughs> I heard yes, yeah. The father, you are in charge. Now, you might not uh, want to be in charge. You might not be functioning in charge, but you are in charge. When Eve took the fruit in the garden and ate it. And she gave some to Adam. She ate first. She gave to Adam. When God came back in that evening, he didn't ask anything about where Eve was. He said, Adam, where are you? And what did you do? And Adam said, it's that woman you gave me. And God looked at the woman. She said, it was that snake. 
And the poor snake didn't have a leg to stand on. <laughs> but God puts us in charge. Now, whenever we talk about that, especially these days, folks are already in their mind talking about who's the boss. I'm equal and all that stuff like that. It has nothing to do with who's equal. It has to do with a role that God has put into you. You are equal, you are equal person to your boss on the job as a human being. But you ain't the boss. That has nothing to do with equality. It has to do with a role of responsibility. There's nobody um, uh, uh, more of a person than you are. We just have a role. And we all like roles and responsibility. Uh, you're not a, and humanly speaking, you're no more important than your child, but you are their parent. So God is given a role. And God, adds, and when God gives that, he looks for uh, responsibility and for us to function in that role. In the book of Genesis, there's a scripture there that uh, I want to look at for just a moment. And then I want to talk about the differences between fathers and mothers. In Genesis 18, this is the story where the angels, there were two angels, uh, came and met with Abraham and Sarah. They met him in the desert, and the angels were getting ready to go to Sodom and Gomorrah, to go to Sodom. And um, they were getting ready to leave Abraham's tent. In verse 16 out of Genesis 18, when the men got up to leave, they looked down towards Sodom, and Abraham walked along with them. Then the Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham what I'm about to do? Now, God know what he was about to do. He's, he's going he's gonna to go down there to that place where everybody's under, out of control. Uh, the family is out of control. The men are out of control. The women are out of control. The children are out of control. And God says, now, should I tell Abraham uh, what I'm about to do when I go to Sodom? And uh, then he said, Abraham will surely become a great and a powerful nation and all nations on earth will be blessed through him. Sodom is about to be destroyed. Abraham is going to be a great nation. And he says, I'll tell you what the difference is. And he said, for I have chosen him, Abraham, verse 19, so that he will direct his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just. So that the Lord will bring about for Abraham what he's promised him. He's saying, here is a man and he is to direct his children. Guess what you're supposed to do for your children? You're supposed to direct them. They think they know where they're going, but they don't know where they're going. How are they going to know where they're going? They ain't never been there. So we are to direct them. We're not supposed to just open the door and let them figure it out for themselves. So fathers, our job is to direct the children. Now, if you don't know where to go, you need to start coming to church and find out the way you should go so you can tell them the way they ought to go. And, and the Bible says he, he direct them in the things of the Lord. Listen, if you want your children to be successful, Direct them in the things of the Lord. Because I, I, I asked somebody once, what's the definition of success? And while people are thinking about what that means, I saw a bumper sticker that said, success 
is going to heaven. Jesus put it this way. So what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and then go to hell? Think about it this way. If you are saved and you're planning on going to heaven and live there eternally, wouldn't you want your kids to be there too? So God sees fathers as essential in leading and directing the family. God, I believe, put some characteristics in fathers that are uniquely placed in them that are different from the mothers. Now, I know everybody want to be equal. Everybody want to be the same. But let me just, let me just give you some information and give you some news you can use. Men and women are different. I don't know why everybody's trying to be the same, but men and women are different. And they're different more than just physically. When somebody talks to you, just tell them, no, we're different. Ain't nothing wrong with that. We're not better. We're just different. And when you marry somebody, you don't want to marry somebody just like you. You get somebody just like you, then one of you is unnecessary. So it's going to be somebody, so the, a man, well, woman, when you marry a man, so I better start putting that that way these days. Why would you want to marry another woman? They got two of y'all. And one of them faking it. More than ever before, those of you who are single, you need to ask God to lead you to who you're going to marry. I saw on the news <laughs> some guy was suing his wife. You know, she was looking good, but when he saw those children, he went back and found out she had all that cosmetic surgery and all that. She was ugly before she got it redone. <laughs> and he saw the children, he thought, well, how come they don't look like you? Folks is getting stuff changed around, moved. All kind of stuff. So you want to you go back to the Polaroid. You don't want the glamour shot. <laughs> uh, I just thought I'd throw that in there. It ain't got nothing to do with fathering. Check all that hair out and everything. I mean, she had long hair down here when we got married. <laughs> the day after we got married, I don't know what happened to it. Okay, they throwing it. Fathers are just as essential to healthy child development as mothers are. If you really want to know what's the basis of the problems in our country, I was looking at some data uh, about uh, some social uh, indicators of crime and um, uh, poverty and drugs and all of these kind of things. If you look at a graph, uh, when, those gra when those things start spiraling out of control, you'll see that it all started taking off uh, in the early and mid-60s and going up. What happened then? Divorce started going up. Uh, unwed motherhood started going up with the uh, fathers. See, there was no such thing when I came up as a baby daddy. We didn't hear that word, baby daddy. That means he, he ain't getting together with you. And you're not even expecting him to get together with you as a husband and a father. He's just a baby daddy. So I'm talking to fathers this morning, not baby daddies. All right? And women, you are not want no baby daddy. 
So if he don't want to say I do, don't you say I will. Fatherhood turns out to be a complex and unique phenomenon with huge consequences for the emotional and intellectual growth of children. When you have the number of children that are raised up today without fathers in the home, we are seeing the effects of that right now in our culture. One of the pioneers in the world of child psychology asserted that a father's love and a mother's love are qualitatively different. He said this, fathers love more dangerously because their love is more expectant, more instrumental than a mother's love. A father brings unique contributions to the job of parenting a child that no one else can replicate. And following are some of the most compelling ways that a father's involvement makes positive difference in a child's life. Number one, a father parents differently. This is Jerry G. Martin, and I certainly hope that you have enjoyed listening to these messages about fathers and the father's influence on the family. God put fathers in the family. In fact, Adam was the first father, and God honored him, and God gave the man instructions and the responsibility to lead the family. If the family is not going right or well, it is the man's responsibility to see to it that things function properly according to God's order. If you would like to hear today's message again, you can go to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You will be able to hear today's message as well as previous messages aired on this station. And I want to take the moment to invite every man to join me on Father's Day. If you're not connected in a church, I want you to come and join me. This year, Father's Day and Juneteenth is on the same day. And I have a message for you about the freedom that you can have in Christ Jesus and how to take the responsibility of freedom as we are recognizing that we have come out of slavery and we have been given an opportunity to be successful, but the men need to take the lead in leading our family and our children to be productive citizens and to be successful. I have a special message for every father and every man, so come and join me. Wives, bring your husband. Daughters and son, bring your fathers. Bring the men in your life so that we can hear this message and we're going to have a special Juneteenth celebration as well for our men. Join us on Sunday, Father's Day, June 19th at the Light of the World. We're at 16161 Old Humble Road. God bless you and I'm looking to see you on that dynamic Sunday.